You're listening to Telling the Truth from Triple T Christian Youth Ministries, telling the truth to and through teenagers. Here is Triple T founder and president, George Dooms. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. Proverbs 22:29, New King James Version. That is a very, very wonderful statement because I have seen people who excel in their work, and I realize that when that happens to them, they get to be with people who are well-known, and as a result of that, sometimes they become well-known simply by rubbing shoulders with the folk whom everybody respects. Excel in your work. Do a good job, whatever you have to do. Do it with all your might, the Bible says, and when you do that, know that God will bless. He will honor and he will reward you for what you have done if you are doing it for his glory and not yours. So humble yourself. Put yourself at God's disposal. Read the Word of God. Pray consistently. Get other people who believe the Bible totally true to pray with you. And then together, determine how you can best get people to hear the good news of the saving power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Be diligent. Excel in doing good work. There's work to be done. There's a world to be won. And people like you have the opportunity of going from where you are to where you ought to be to really communicate the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's totally up to you. Will you? Prepare your outside work. Make it fit for yourself in the field and afterward build your house. Proverbs 24:27, New King James Version. Put things in proper perspective. Line them up and do things first that are first. God is telling us what to do and how to do it. He says to prepare your outside work. Do the job that you have been hired or called or commissioned to do, and then make it fit for yourself. Make it all that can be. Do it with excellence. Do it with the diligence that God will enable you to accomplish for His glory. And then, when you make it fit for yourself in the field, outside, when you are doing okay out there, after you have accomplished that task, then and only then should you concentrate on your need for a house, a dwelling place, a home. Again, putting things in perspective helps you accomplish much. So, line things up this way. First, pray. Then, read God's Word. Next, fellowship with others and consistently communicate Christianity. Share God's plan of salvation with those who need to know the Lord Jesus. Because when you do, you can share the good news of the saving power of Christ with everybody everywhere with whom you come in contact. The wisdom of Solomon given to him by the Lord is very evident in Ecclesiastes 3, 9 and 10, New King James Version. Listen. What profit has the worker from that in which he labors? I have seen the God-given task with which the sons of men are to be occupied. The question is, where is the profit? What good is it? What will you accomplish? And then we find out that when God gives the task, we are to be occupied until we accomplish the task, until we finish the job, until we do the work. There is work to be done, and as we have said so often, there is a world to be won. But it happens one person at a time, sharing with another person until that person grasps the gospel, until that person understands that Jesus Christ died for our sins, that he was buried, that he rose again, until it becomes personal. And when you and I do that laboring, do that work, do that sharing, God uses it 
and he will multiply your ministry personally. Read the Word of God, pray with other believers, and then share Jesus Christ with those who need him today. Tell them to admit that they have sinned, to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, to confess him publicly. Let them know that if they will confess with their mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in their heart that God raised him to the dead, they will be saved. For several weeks, it has been our privilege to take people on a tour of the life-size replica of the Old Testament tabernacle. And as we have, people are amazed at the craftsmanship that they see in the replica. God always did things with excellence, and he had the right people at the right place at the right time to accomplish his purpose. Jeremiah 10:9b, New King James Version says, The work of the craftsman and of the hands of the metalsmith, blue and purple are their clothing. They are all the work of skillful men. Skillful men can accomplish wonderful things. I like to watch skillful people at work. My dad was a very skillful person. He was a multi-talented individual, and God entrusted to him an artistic ability, and he did something about it. God used his hands to accomplish things that were just wonderful in the furtherance of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. My dad drew cartoons that were published in literally thousands of church bulletins. My dad designed signs that were on the highways that were seen by thousands of people. My dad was a craftsman, but he was dedicated to the Lord Jesus Christ. I've always wanted the abilities that God gave him, but God gave me different abilities, so I want to use what he has given to me to bring honor and glory and praise to the Lord Jesus. What are you doing with what you have been given? Are you doing it well? When Jesus was ready to expand his ministry, he chose 70 people, and he sent them out two by two with explicit instructions. Listen to Luke 27, New King James and remain in the same house, eating and drinking such things as they give, for the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not go from house to house. Jesus, in essence, is saying, when you go someplace, stay put and don't wander away and don't wander in the wrong direction, but understand that I am going to provide for you while you are there. You are laborers, you are working for me, and you are worthy of the wages you will receive from the food they are going to provide for you as you do my work, going where I send you. When God sends you, know that he has a plan that is exactly the way he wants it to be performed. So make certain that you are reading the word of God and then doing what the word of God says to do. Pray diligently, consistently, read the word, and do what the Bible says to do and do it with somebody else. Get a partner, a prayer partner, a share partner, and then go with God's good news. Tell people, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Recently, we've had the opportunity of endeavoring to teach some inner city people, some teenagers, how to share their faith. But we first said, before you can share, you have got to know Jesus personally. And five of the eight really didn't know the Lord, but came to know him, and they were willing to take the gospel to people to do the work of an evangelist. Listen to John chapter 6, verses 28-29, New King James. Then they said to him, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. In other words, you have got to believe on the Lord Jesus before you can share your faith with anyone. It has to be personally yours. But once we do that, once we acknowledge Christ as our Savior, as our forgiver, and as a giver of eternal life, this can then 
be our privilege to take that message to people who need the Lord. Will you? Pray. Read the Word of God. Again, get someone to pray with you, to do the work with you, and to go with you to those who need to know Him, whom to know aright is life eternal. So are you willing to go? Jesus said, Go into all your world and share the gospel with everyone everywhere. John 9.4, New King James Version, is one of the most sobering scriptures I have ever seen. Listen. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. Do you get that? What we do, we do now. What we must do is to get the gospel to people while we still can. The night is coming. We don't know when the curtain will fall. We know that it will. We certainly know that everybody who doesn't know Jesus Christ is headed into an eternity that is forever away from God into outer darkness. Meanwhile, we have got to let our light so shine that others will see our good works and they in turn will glorify our Father in heaven. We need to tell people how to get to heaven, to admit they have sinned, to believe on Christ, to confess Him publicly, and then they need to hear it over and over until they believe. We are not to stop short simply because we have told someone one time, but consistently share God's good news with people who need to know Him. Pray diligently with other believers, read the Word of God together, and then go with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Someone is waiting for you to go tell them the truth. Will you do it? It's totally up to you. Every Saturday at 7.27 p.m., you are invited to attend a live youth event at Triple T, 13,000 U.S. 41 North at Boonville near Harmony Road, midway between I-64 and Evansville Regional Airport. Every first Saturday, a Good News Club for ages 6 to 9 is available in a separate room. For more information, call 812-867-2418 or visit www.tripletchristianyouth.org. God's Word says, Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. That's Proverbs 22:29, New King James. With us today is Robert M. Bland. Bob Bland is the founder, director of Teen Missions International, AIDS Orphans and Street Children, Third World Ministries, and right now a very, very exciting new ministry, fairly new, that's called the Motorcycle Sunday School Mission. It's operating in Africa, in several nations with over 120 plus Sunday schools and it's about to begin in just a couple of weeks in Indonesia in the country of Borneo and we're excited about it because Triple T Christian Youth Ministries has the opportunity of sponsoring 12 of the Sunday schools in Africa the first one in Borneo and on into the future. Bob, how did this whole idea about the Motorcycle Sunday School come about? Well, thank you, George. It's good to be here at Triple T, and we certainly appreciate all that uh, Triple T has done to help in the ministries of teen missions and uh, in the Motorcycle Sunday School mission. Uh, It started um, back, uh, we 
our in Teen Missions International started that. We've been running now 43 years. Um, we have bases in sub-Sahara Africa. Um, we have uh, ten, 10 bases over there. And because we are there, that's where the AIDS epidemic seems to be the worst. And um, we fell into that because uh, you're there and children are dying. Uh, 17 million people uh, have died since the 70s of AIDS just just in sub-Saharan Africa. And that isn't the bad news. The bad news is they l- left 13 million AIDS orphans. <clears throat> Time magazine did an article uh, two or three years ago, said if you were to build orphanages uh, for those, or, and you'd build orphanages that would hold 500 children, and that would be a pretty good-sized orphanage that hold 500 children, you'd have to build 80,000 of them just to hold what is there now. So we uh, we have what we call rescue units, and we go out in the bush and um, build a little plywood building, Take two of our graduates from a Bible school and put them out there, and they generally work about a five-mile circle. And uh, we start with helping them medically. Uh, we're not doctors. Nurses don't pretend to be, but you don't have to be to hand out malaria medication. More orphans, three times as many AIDS orphans die of malaria as die of AIDS. And so we, we're trying to do that, and they get cuts, and they get blood poisoning, and and even uh, since they have no parents, and sometimes there's just little kids out there by themselves, they can die even of diarrhea. And we wondered if there really were that many kids out there. And so uh, we, we did a survey in Zimbabwe, picked a point out in the country, did a five-mile circle, um, sent our staff to every hut to count the orphans. Uh, in the five-mile circle, there were 600 AIDS orphans. Wow. There was four households where the oldest living person was 10 years old. 10 years old. And this, and you say, how do they live? They they don't. They die by the by the hundreds because of a lack of of malaria medication mostly. And then we try to help them get get them in school because no. None of the AIDS orphans are going to school. In Africa, if you don't have a uniform, you can't go to school. And here's an AIDS orphan that's starving to death, and where would he get a uniform? If he had anything to buy anything, he'd buy something to eat or try to find something to eat. And then we're trying to help them grow gardens so they don't starve. Um, So we got, got involved in that. Then I became concerned about their spiritual welfare. And um, that they might, um, we just might reach out to uh, these kids spiritually so they can come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And so we we did this, and um, my idea was we probably need a church at each place. Well, a very godly lady, a Methodist lady that has been a friend of our ministry, said, Bob, you want to, uh, a church out there where these orphans are, I'm, I'll give you the money to build a church. Well, I was so excited that we we're going to build a church. And, um, and then Teen Missions is an interdenominational organization. We've worked with every denomination that most people could name and a lot of them that they can't name. <laughs> so we, um, 
having worked with all those, the word got out. We, Teen Missions, the interdenominational organization, is going to build a church. And it immediately was, who is going to pastor it? And it just, um, all of the various communities around that knew Teen Missions, we've been there many years, and they're all about, well, what kind of church is it going to be? And is it Methodist? Is it Baptist? Is it Presbyterian? You go down the list. Is it charismatic? Is it non-charismatic? All of these uh, denominations. And so we found ourselves in quite a quandary because um, we've got people that if we choose any one of them, uh, we just made some enemies. So finally, after a while, uh, didn't know how did we ever get ourselves in this mess. And then I decided, well, that's it, because it's going to cause so much difficulty. <clears throat> we're not going to build a church, and um, we're going to build a Sunday school. So I didn't realize it at the time. I wished I had, but um, a Sunday school is so much non-threatening. And <clears throat> the other thing is that there's some other um, people of different uh, religions that if the minute you put the word church up over the door, they aren't even allowed to come into your building. But because it's a school, a Sunday school or a Saturday school or, or Thursday school, um, they can come. And we've had scores of children from other backgrounds that have come and come to a saving knowledge of Christ in our Sunday schools. And right now... Uh, how many countries are you in in Africa with the Sunday School? Uh, ten countries in sub-Saharan Africa. Okay. And the wonderful thing is that the people that run these Sunday schools are BMW graduates. BMW is not a car. It's Bible Missionary Work Training Center. And all across these countries in Africa, these training centers are there, and these people who are part of the culture there's no there's no language barrier there's no cultural barrier uh, they are trained for two years in the bible institute and then one year as an intern and then they are taught how to ride a motorcycle and tell us about how the motorcycle sunny school thing works bob sort of like the old-fashioned methodist it's uh, uh, horseback just like the old-fashioned circuit riders of the Methodist Church, uh, we still do circuits, but we uh, have Kawasaki's rather than uh, uh, horses, and uh, they do six Sunday schools in the week, and they'll do one on Wednesday and go to another village on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and generally two on Sunday. Uh, Monday is their day off to do their laundry uh, and things like that. And Tuesday is the day that they work on their cycles because they have to be repaired constantly because the roads are so, so bad. And uh, then, of course, get their Sunday school lessons together. And Wednesday they start the circuit over again. And so they ride the motorcycles back into the bush, back into the place where there's no other way to get there except to walk or to go uh, on horseback, and there's not a whole lot of horses around, uh, and then they have the ma- the material for the motorcycle on the back, I mean, a material for the sensor on the back of the motorcycle. Is that right? That's how it works? Yeah, we have a box on the back of the motorcycle and we've got a waterproof container there that we put the Sunday school literature in and so that we can get there and get uh, the literature there as well. And how many Sunday schools are there now in Africa? 
Um, we have 126 Sunday schools worldwide. Um, how many are exactly in Africa? I would say probably about a hundred of those are in some place in sub-Saharan Africa. Okay, and then the door has opened now to uh, Indonesia. Uh, in I think starting in the country of Borneo. So tell us how that came about. That's a very, very fascinating story. Well, um, Borneo is just a, a, a needy place, and it's the wilds of Borneo. And up in northern Borneo, you that's about the only way you can get there is on a motorcycle, and there are villages there. And so we are uh, running, uh, started six Sunday schools, or six, um, a circuit of six, and we we have two of them operating now with the, the national people uh, that are running it and and starting the Sunday schools. And the wonderful thing is that there is a big goal, and the goal is to by December the thirteenth of two thousand thirteen to have two hundred and thirteen of these Sunday schools in different places around the world, and we have a group on the road right now that's talking about this. They're called the Circuit Riders, a fantastic group of musicians that play instruments and uh, sing and present the story. And they have been across the area here this week, and they'll be at Triple T tonight at 727. And you who are listening, who are in driving distance, don't miss the Circuit Riders and learn more about the Motorcycle Sunday School Mission tonight. Uh, Bob, tell us about how the circuit riders came together. Uh, George, these, uh, most of these kids are, are from our Bible school, and uh, they, they really are. We've been in ministry uh, with Teen Missions International for 43 years. I think this is the best group we've ever had. I'm so impressed with them. They're really great uh, kids that uh, love the Lord, and they are just super talented. And they, um, there are four of them that play banjo, and, and that's kind of unusual for young people today. And they sing very, very well. And they're going to be here at uh, Triple T, is that this evening? Tonight, yes, tonight. They were here last week, they'll be here again tonight. And uh, we're thrilled and excited and delighted that we've been able to be out among a lot of the people uh, in the tri-state in this last week. And then they'll be leaving Monday morning. They'll be in a couple of churches, uh, God willing, tomorrow. And uh, then they'll be moving up toward the Fort Wayne area from here. And they've been uh, out sharing, and God has blessed abundantly. And we want you to know that uh, Triple T Christian Youth Ministries tithes 10% of what God sends into our general fund to the Motorcycle Sunday School Mission or AIDS Orphans and Street Children. And so if you would like to have a part of all this, we invite you to make a contribution. And you can come tonight and learn a whole lot about it. And we'll give you a full-color brochure about the Motorcycle Sunday School Mission that has pictures of the actual facilitators and some of the kids running. And when they hear the roar of the motor of the motorcycle, the kids come out of the woodwork of their huts and are ready to come to Sunday school or Monday school or Tuesday school or Wednesday school or whatever it might be. Uh, and, and it's a really, really thrilling thing. Actually, it's Wednesday school, Thursday school, Friday school, Saturday school, and Sunday, Sunday twice. So you are really missing it if you don't come tonight to hear 
and see the circuit riders. Anything else you want to tell uh, us that we can We really appreciate us? all that Triple T has done to uh, help run uh, a work, not only here in this area, which they've done for so many years, and but uh, are now working uh, all over the world through uh, supporting these. Uh, the good thing about this, uh, this, and I've been in missions for a number of years now, is it's affordable. And people can adopt a Sunday school for $79 a month. They can name it. And we uh, have six Sunday schools in the circuit. So you multiply that by six, which is $474. And that will support that circuit. And because uh, the circuit riders that we have are nationals who already know the language and the culture. And uh, they're on motorcycles. So it's... Uh, that's the biggest expense is buying the gasoline because it's a uh, $8 a gallon. But we can make it on that budget, and uh, and they're really reaching people. And they're all over the world, not only Africa, but Madagascar. We have 24 Sunday schools running now in Madagascar, and Triple T is backing uh, some of those. And uh, to me, this is one of the m- more needy mission fields in the world today. In fact, in Madagascar, one of the circuits is called the Triple T or the Telling the Truth Circuit, and we're thrilled about that, plus the others that we have in, in other African nations and now coming into Barneo, and, and we're thrilled about it. And if you all who are listening would like to have a part of all this, uh, give us a call or best of all, come tonight and learn a whole lot about this because you will see firsthand a video about it and you'll learn how it works and we'll give you the opportunity of actually investing your time and talent and treasure to make this happen. One of the Sunday schools that we are sponsoring is the Stephen Diekman Memorial Sunday School. It's in Madagascar right now, but it's going to be moving someday to Zimbabwe because that's where Stephen worked with Teen Missions and he went to be with Jesus and uh, we are delighted that this Sunday school is named after him. We have a banner at Triple T with Stephen's name on it. Well, thank you for listening. And Bob, anything else you want to share? In the well, next I just want to—I just want to say thank you to Triple T and for helping working not only here in Evansville and the Tri-State area, but uh, literally all over the world through the Motorcycle Sunday School Mission. Well, we're excited about it, and we believe with all of our hearts that Christ through you can change the world. Every Saturday at 7.27 p.m., you are invited to attend a live youth event at Triple T, 13,000 U.S. 41 North at Boonville near Harmony Road, midway between I-64 and Evansville Regional Airport. Every first Saturday, a Good News Club for ages 6 to 9 is available in a separate room. For more information, call 812-867-2418 or visit www.tripletchristianyouth.org. For your free copy of the Telling the Truth newsletter, call 812-867-2418, 812-867-2418, or write Triple T, 13,000 U.S. 41 North, Evansville, Indiana, 47725. Tune in to Telling the Truth next week at this same time on this same station.